welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I am Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Oh, I like that. Uh, experts. <laughs> experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. How are you doing, Regan? I'm good. Uh, this has been my full week with kids in school all day. So uh, I'm feeling like a new woman after the summer. Yeah, it's pretty good to have them back in school, right? Totally. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little hungover today. Yeah, the feeling is definitely mutual. <laughs> I don't know. We may be missing our uh, spunk today. I don't know what we were thinking doing mid-school week drinking, school night drinking. No, it's never a good idea. And I feel like once you pass 35, like your body just doesn't behave anymore. It, it acts like its own new beast. And welcome to the two-day hangovers. Yeah, it gets really pissed off at you. That's for sure. Anyways, uh, so Kat and I were chatting kind of uh, in our lovely pre-production meeting and realized that we have we left off the hills last week. I know, which is mental, really, because it's one of my favorite shows at the moment. I don't know how we forgot it. I think I think we we were just a little bit rushed last week. Childcare and uh... oh yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I, I think it was my fault, and I hadn't organized everything, and I had kids screaming at me. It was definitely my fault. We've all been there. So uh, we're back. We've got regular uh, stuff going on this week. So we should be able to regale you with uh, all our lovely chat about all things reality TV. Yeah, we've got all the childcare in place. I've got literally everybody looking after my kids. So, And there's a big sign. I've now put a big sign on my door that says, no entry, recording in progress. <laughs> That's amazing. What I failed to remember is that like 50% of my kids can't read. So... Uh, I don't think that's going to help too much. <laughs> but you know what? I think um, I think they've got the, I think my kind of parting shot of, if you disturb me, we're not going anywhere on Sunday, might have probably done the trick. Oh, one, yeah. I think that totally will work. My kid always is like, do you mean forever? <laughs> like when I've clearly just said one day. And I'm like, no, not forever. Just that day. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we are, we're excited. Again, um, we've got a full week to, we've got a, had a full week of reality TV loveliness. Um, we're going to kick off with The Hills because we forgot it the last time, right? Yeah. Um, and interestingly, obviously you may, if this is the first time you're listening, you might not know this, but um, Reagan is actually all the way over in Denver, Colorado in the good old US of A and I'm in London. And with The Hills, she seems to have been given the last two episodes in one go, whereas we have only been given the penultimate one. I've still got one to get next week. So she's kind of ahead of me, but she's going to do her very best to not give us any big fat spoilers? No, there definitely will be no spoilers about that last episode. So uh, we can chat about that next week. But um, we will be doing two episodes because I've, we forgot the one last week with yes. like the breakthrough moment of meeting Justin Bobby's dad. Holy moly. How much did that explain? Oh, I, I, like, I feel like I see him in a whole new light. Like I'm like, oh, I get it now. I know. But you know what also is, is you know how um, they always say about women that you end up looking like your mother? I was like looking at Justin Bobby going, that's not going to last. I feel like that's why he is the way he is. Like he's trying to cram it all in because he knows where his future <laughs> lies. <laughs> his future lies in some like greasy biker dive 
with a beard that looks like things live in it. Yeah, it, that, that is not attractive, man. Like, give it a comb. You're on TV. Don't you see these cameras? That conversation, though, made me, like, not hate Justin Bobby a little bit more. He Could he have been more patronizing about um, Audrina when he's like, poor thing, she's got a two-year-old. He's such a dick. Oh, my God. God, he's just so obnoxious. And I just am, I'm so tired of his, I'm just better than everybody else shtick. I just think stop being such a, stop taking yourself so seriously and just be normal human being. He's kind of a bit psychopathic. He's a bit dead behind the eyes. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think Adriana is going to be really pissed when she sees that. Like, because I think it's so condescending. It's it's like this is an independent woman who has made decisions in her life, and she's okay with that. Yeah, like she's totally fine doing what she's doing. Like she doesn't need your pity. She needs to just stop being a fucking asshole. A hundred percent. And also, he's just—it's almost like he's he's recognizing that he's so far behind in the maturity stakes. Like he's looking at Audrina, who's like been married and had a kid. He's looking around at everybody. They're all more grown up, maybe bar Stephanie, who I think is still kind of a bit, I think that may be why they get on so well. But he's he's just like knocking her down for all the things that actually make her way more of a decent human being than him, because I think it's like an insecurity of his. I, I 100% agree. Like, I think he's looking at everybody living grown up lives and is like, shit. Yeah, I'm not a grown up. And Stephanie's a couple years younger than everybody else. I don't know the exact age difference between her and Spencer. Um, Spencer, but I think she's younger than the group. Or is he just older than the group? Yeah. Uh, no, I think she is a little bit younger than the group, although I think they all vary in age now. But it's Stephanie's such a weird one for me because she um, over in the UK was part of the Made in Chelsea uh, reality TV show for for the longest time. And um, she was really likable in that. She was, she kind of came, she landed in, in Maiden Chelsea and came across as like the sensible one, the one that had like a good head on her shoulders that wasn't really interested in the drama. She made like, all right, she went out with, I think his name was Spencer in Maiden Chelsea. Ew. I, I mean, I'm weird. sure it was, but now I think about it, I was like, how did I not put the fact that she was dating a guy called Spencer? She had a brother called Spencer together. It never occurred to me at the time. But um, but yeah, she made smart choices when it turned out he was a dick to her. Like she didn't, do you know what I mean? So it's just, it feels like two different Stephanies. It's like American Stephanie versus faux British Stephanie. Yeah, and honestly, faux British Steph, she should stick with that. Maybe she should move back. I mean, I don't know. I think it's really nice that like she's taking steps to make up with her brother and sister-in-law. But at the same time, she's alienating everybody else. Though, I will say, between the whole like her deal with Audrina, I kind of understand where she's coming from. Where she's just like, I was never sleeping with him. I told you I was never sleeping with him. And I deserve an apology for all that. Like... I feel like there's some sort of disconnect. Like maybe we're not seeing the other full story, but I feel like Adrena could maybe just be like, you know what? You were right. I'm sorry I said that about you. Yeah, I agree. I think that that I think there's a lot of history there. And I think she's, for some reason, that's very difficult for Adrena to say. But I do agree, I think. But then again, it's Stephanie doesn't help herself. Like the way that she approaches it, she's kind of coming across as a bit high and mighty and all and I just am like it's just I don't know she needs to I think yeah 
Yeah, I think she needs to have kind of a chat with herself about how she's approaching this stuff, even though she could potentially be in the right. It's under like the way she's approaching it is just undermining the whole thing. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. So that happened in the last week's episode. Yeah. So this week's episode, um, it kind of opens with like Brody and Spencer having a chat about his marriage and whether it's legal or not. Yeah, so I've read about this before and, and I'd been reading that this was not legal and they hadn't legalized it. And and I think that's what we all now know to be true. I think Brody's line where he said, um, I don't believe in the whole signing thing. I was like, you're such a dick. Like, grow and the I fuck wish- up. Grow up, dude. I, and I get it. He's got daddy issues. I get it. It's harmed him. Like, he's broken. He's all of that stuff. But just have some self-awareness. Listen to the words you're saying. And please just, like, give yourself a punch in the face and grow up sometimes. Because he's just really dragging this whole thing out. And and then this whole thing with Caitlin, whether they're married or not, he kind of spins it as if, well, we are just really happy with this situation. She, by the way, is clearly not happy with this situation. No. She wants a baby. Right. She wants commitment. She doesn't want him out till four in the morning, sleeping in his car and doing whatever he's doing. Like, stop, just stop and grow up. Well, and honestly, like, if you don't want to be married, don't get married. Yeah. Like, you could just be dating. And if she was unhappy with that, then maybe it's time for you to split ways. Like, I don't understand, like, this kind of wanting to have it both ways mentality that he has. Like, I want to have this amazing wedding, like, this destination wedding, and then not invite certain people and be all moody about it. And then we're just not going to fill out. I mean, marriage paperwork in the U.S. is super simple. You go to an office, you fill out a form, you pay the money, and it's done. And you have to do that before every marriage. It doesn't matter. in the U.S. that's like, for everything else in the US, it's like shrouded in bureaucracy. Like marriage is the one thing you can literally turn up in Vegas and just get married half an hour later. Like this is not to legalize this marriage would not be a big deal. And it's weird that he doesn't want to do it. Well, and then they were talking about like how they had a lot of finance issues. Like it's not expensive. I think it's like $60. Like it's cheap. A lot of people do it. So I just feel like there's definitely other things behind that and even between the two of them so like maybe why did they even get married in the first place well you know now that they're not together right right yeah I mean I think it's pretty well publicized that she's now with um Miley Cyrus I mean now that was that came out of left field but um, (laughs) who am I to judge but um I think watching it with 2020 hindsight was really interesting because this opening scene with him and Spencer felt a little bit like Brody was kind of paving the way to like it was almost like he was building his friendship groups back up like he was recognizing that he'd burned some bridges he needed to sort that out before the whole thing with Caitlin went tits up it felt very much like he knew that that's where it was heading yeah I think that's what's hard about like watching these shows when you know like press and everything is already on to like what they're doing now so it's like I, I I made the note in my copious notes this time um, that he says, like, we're extremely happy and in love. And it's like, literally yesterday, there's pictures of your ex, like, making out with a chick on a beach. Yeah, and he thinks he does profess too much. You know, it's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we all know that this is a relationship that's, like, on a, on a path to destruction. So watching it was really, really interesting. Um, and then obviously, Ashley, Jason's Ashley is, like, questioning it. They've been talking about... The, Brody's put out on some podcasts that they have an open relationship and all the rest of it. Do you know what? Fine. Shag who you like. I don't care. I'm not judging. I did think Ashley 
strayed from her lane. I think she was mixing. And I think saying that if you want to have a kid with somebody and you're in an open relationship, that's okay. I get it. She's traditional, but I feel like as much as I don't like Caitlin and Brody, I understood why she was mad. It's not Ashley's judgment call to make. Interesting, because I kind of felt the opposite way. Like, I took her comment to just be like, you know, if I was serious about settling it down, like, if I was serious about settling down with a guy, I would really, like, question our relationship if if we are having this open relationship. Like, what's going on? Is there something else below? Which we kind of know now to maybe be the case. And so I kind of, it's, it's interesting we watched it in two different ways. Like, I kind of looked at their reaction to that, being like, whoa, she totally touched a nerve. I don't, I didn't take it as that she said anything, like, out of sorts. Like, I think, for me, I was taking it as like, oh, like, you know what, if, if, if it were me, and I was thinking about having a baby with someone, I would probably just make sure our relationship was solid. Like, babies are hard, man. And I mean, she's a mom. She's gone through all that. And I think she was coming more from the thing, and I think she explained this, that, like, Jason wasn't really around for the first year that they had yeah, their yeah, daughter. Yeah. And did, it was really hard for her. I did hear that. So... But I think my feeling on that was, if that's what you're saying, then say that. Like, say, you know what? Jason wasn't around for the first year. That was really hard. And I'm saying to you that if you don't think Brody's going to commit and be around, then it's real. I think I came from the point of view where I was like, okay, so let's just, let's take them at face value and assume that they are both very happy with their open relationship and the way that they've set it up. In which case... Just because it's not what you would do, Ashley, doesn't mean it's not a stable relationship in its own way. You know, I'm not an open relationship kind of person, but I know, I was about to say, I know plenty of people who do have healthy open relationships. <laughs> That's absolutely not true. I do know of right. one couple. Um, and it really, really yeah. works for them. And they have kids and they do that. So I think I was coming from that, like, don't judge the relationship. Well, and I think the hard part about all of this is it was not a, it was not an original conversation between the two of them. It was overheard and somebody told somebody else, which it always gets lost in translation because I feel like in my gut, I remember like Ashley talking about the Jason thing to somebody else while having this conversation yeah. with somebody else. So I think it got filtered back in a way that wasn't necessarily representative of the original conversation. And then, of course, everybody fucking loses their shit. But I think it's really what I noted when I was watching The Hills. um, And it's a really interesting kind of experiment because obviously it's the new beginnings we've had. It's like a reincarnation of the original one 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, this was reality TV was kind of in its infancy. We didn't. They were blazing the trail to to a certain extent. Right. And at that point, we didn't want our reality TV stars real. Like they were glossy and and all of that stuff. And, you know, and I was reading about it uh, with regards to Jason, because he obviously used to date Lauren Conrad, the original lead in in the original. And she was saying that the reason that they broke up was never, ever allowed to be aired. Like it was... we weren't allowed Mm -hmm. to say that he was drinking too much and we'd broken up because he was basically an alcoholic. Um, And, and obviously since she's, and now we are seeing that we want our, we need our reality TV stars to be real. And so I think that I really like that. And I think in this episode, Jason falling off the wagon before Friendsgiving was really interesting, but more than anything was Whitney's uh, discussion of her miscarriage in this episode oh my gosh yeah that really broke my heart like me too and and actually what broke my heart was the conversation with her husband when she was like I feel like I'm letting you down because I don't know if I want another kid or not like I really appreciated the raw realness 
of that conversation. And it's something I really like about Whitney as a whole. I feel like that's who she is. Like, I don't feel like she kind of puts on a reality TV star facade. I feel like she really strips it down and and she talks about real stuff, like the struggles of, you know, balancing it all and being a mom and working and also balancing your husband's needs and wants within that whole mix. And now, like, that conversation really, really touched me and hit home. I really appreciated it. Yeah, and I think as well it was really... It was really, it was really brave of her. I mean, I'm not somebody. I I'm very fortunate. I'm not somebody that has suffered a loss, a miscarriage, or a stillbirth. But um, what I did, I mean, I sat there bawling, honestly. Um, right. But just the conf, the way that she discussed the conflict of your emotions, like, you know, mm-hmm. am I be- it, it, that idea? Like, are my emotions too dramatic? Should I be feeling this sad for a baby that was so small? You know, are they too dramatic? And you know, that whole, I wasn't even ready for a baby. And is this actually a positive thing? And how I feel like, I just thought that conversation was so honest and so real that it was, it was kind of a, it was a real moment for me watching it. In fact, I went back and watched it again and just really wanted to like applaud her for her brutal honesty. I agree. I mean, as somebody who has suffered multiple miscarriages, like I, those are emotions that you go through. And I think it was very brave to voice that because I think as when you have suffered a loss, you don't know how to feel about it either. Like there's no manual that tells you like, this is how you need to feel. Like you just need to feel your feelings. And I think so many people don't want to hear you know, like, oh, well, I didn't really want this baby. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Nobody ever wants you to talk about like no. that, you know? And and that makes it very hard for somebody who's grieving and who is trying to work through a process of, like, being told, like, you shouldn't be feeling that way. So I, I, I really appreciated that, and I think it's something that needs to be put out there about, you know, you can have conflicting feelings. You can love, hate something. Like, we're complex human beings. We don't just feel one way all the time, so. And, you know, yeah. and also when it, it comes to miscarriage, I just think, you know, nobody really talks about it enough. Like, you know, I'm working a Mm -hmm. lot in the parenting sphere, so I hear about it quite a lot. And I'm obviously working with a lot of bloggers and people like that who are committed to talking about this stuff. But I know that beyond the scope of that, it's not something people are really very open about. So I think even in just that sense, in the way that that conversation that she had will have made so many women feel relief, um like they're not alone. Uh, I think that was a really cool thing that the Hills did. And I think um, that Whitney did something really special. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. Nobody talks about it enough. And, you know, I think one goal that, or one thing that I think comes out of a lot of reality TV that gets really pushed to the side is bringing up issues that people at home are dealing with. And, you know, who knows about like the woman who had just maybe gone through the same thing and she's watching it and she now feels it's okay to talk about it because she sees somebody doing it. Like, I think that's kind of a really positive thing that comes out of watching real people live their lives. And I don't know. No, I agree. I think that was, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I wish her all the best and I hope she's doing okay really, but I'm sure she will be because she's strong and badass and I love Whitney. Yeah, she is. And she's a kick-ass mom and wife, man. She is just nailing it all over the place. She is. Love and it. she's normal. She doesn't live in a massive house. You know, it's really nice. You can really yeah. relate to her on a lot of levels. I think it's, um, yeah. yeah, I think she's cool. Um, so, yeah. And then I really want to talk about Brandon Lee because 
Who the fuck would have thought that the love child of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee would turn out to be like the wise old sage of Malibu? Like, I know he has like, you know, commitment. I know we're going to talk about his commitment stuff, which is different. But like, at times, he is 10 years younger than everybody else. And he is the only one speaking any sense. One, yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that one. And I mean, what's interesting is anybody who has watched reality TV and is in their 30s, at least maybe in the US, I don't know if it was on in the UK, but they used to do this show called Cribs. And so Pamela Anderson did it when they were married. So you got to like see their house. You saw Brandon and his little brother as kids, like in this show. So it's so crazy to kind of see him grown up because I don't know if it's the age difference, but I, I haven't seen him in public life really in since that Cribs episode a million years ago. So I think it's really cool to kind of see how this kid who came from a pretty tumultuous and very public family um, be so normal and like chilled out. Like, I just feel like he's already lived this really crazy life and now he can talk sense to all these crazy people. I mean, compared to him, Brody just looks like an infant. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he is. I just, I love him. I love his vibe. Um, I, you know, I think Ashley and him. I think there's a lot to talk about there. He can't be perfect. No, no. And I mean, I think, I think, I think any dude at that age does have kind of commitment issues. Maybe not to the same extent. I mean, this is a kid who grew up in this very rock and roll household. And so he saw a lot of people coming and going and had a lot of tumultuous kind of relationships going on in his life. So I think, I don't think that's unexpected. No, I mean, I, I hear you. And, and bearing in mind, he was, he's also distracted. It's not like everything's plain sailing. Yeah. He's, he's in the middle of reconciling with his dad. He feels like she's maybe not getting in the way, but certainly not being as supportive as he needs. And he just doesn't need it right now. I think essentially that's what it came down to. Yeah, I think he's kind of looking at his life overall and really trying to kind of mend some fences and kind of create this holistic life. And that's not always the best time to pick up a girlfriend. No. And also I love Pamela Anderson too. Like her little cameos in this. Yeah. She's just everything I'd hope she'd be and more. I love that, like, the minute Trump got elected, she moved to France. She was out of there. She's like, no, fuck yeah. this. I'm going to the land of wine and cheese. <laughs> I'm going to live out my days in a fucking yes. beret. I want to eat pate and brie for every single meal. And maybe that's just me when I go to France, but that's how yeah, they maybe that is. Just, maybe that's just you. Um, so, yeah, I've, <laughs> you've obviously seen the final episode. I haven't. I'm excited to see it this week. We'll finish up the chat because... Uh, that will be where the hills ends for us this uh, this season. That's right. But um, yes, overall, I'm delighted it's come back and I hope they continue. So that brings us to the Real Housewives of Potomac this week. This was such an episode for me. I am so disturbed by Candace's mom. Oh my goodness. Like... Uh, Part of me, while I was watching this episode, I was like, Candace from The Real Housewives of Potomac needs to have a real heart-to-heart chat with Deandra from The Real me Housewives too. of Potomac. Me too. I've written exactly the same connect. thing down. <laughs> Their moms are cut from exactly the same cloth. Oh my goodness. Like, oh, lady. Jesus Christ. These women, these moms with money are vicious. Whenever you have a financial hold over somebody, it's not good. No. 
It's not. But but when it comes to Candace's mom, Dorothy, I cannot think of one saving grace. I cannot think of one nice thing that she's ever said. And like in this episode when it's like, I don't know why she's acting like a little bitch. I was like, you are on camera. Here's the thing, like as a mom, when I lose my shit at my kids, which that happens, I get it, it is what it is. But when I'm out in public, I fucking think twice about that. I'm like, people are watching. Like, I am going to rein it in. If I was being filmed, the fact that she can't even rein it in for that just drives me mental. No, I'd be really interested to, like, really know what's behind all that. Like, are you just jealous of your That's own exactly daughter? That's exactly what it is. That's genuinely Because, like, I her... I love the relationship between Candace and Chris. Like, I think Chris steps up to her when she needs to be stepped up to, is very vocal about how he feels about things, and is very supportive in the separation from the mom. Be like, we need to do this. Like, you need to get this sorted. And I, I love that he calls her out on on her shit. Yeah. Like, I, I really genuinely love their relationship. Yeah, I mean, I love, I actually, I really like Candace. She's spoiled and she's entitled. I think she's coming around to seeing that. I think Chris is perfect for her. He's grounded her. Um, I'm really stoked that she's taken over the mortgage I think getting out from underneath her mom is the best thing she could do and I think at the end it said because obviously that was the season finale that we watched and at the end it said um that she's no longer talking to her mother and I remember just reading that going thank god best thing you could do don't give it a second thought babe no go live your life create this beautiful life with this man who supports you and wants you to do well like just yeah shut down the haters don't don't have a chat like, I don't want to make allegations. I don't want to make allegations, but but her treatment borders on emotional abuse. Like, it is... Oh, yeah. It's awful. Anyway. It's not a pretty look it feels for TV. Like, it feels like she's, she's... I mean, we're obviously going to read about that a little bit more, but I'm glad that she... I think the best thing she can do is cut that mama cancer from her life. Like, that is how it feels. She is toxic and she needs to go. So, yeah, and of course, big news for Ashley and Michael this week. Yeah, they're pregnant, which, again, people who follow them on social media, I've already seen the baby. You sounded about (laughs) as enthusiastic as I think the rest of us are. You were like, yeah, they're pregnant. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy for her. I think this is something that she's really wanted, but I feel like... It's a Band-Aid baby. I feel like it's a Band-Aid baby. It is. It is a Band-Aid baby. And I feel like that relationship is, is not good and... I, I don't know. She needs to have a look at that. And maybe she will now. Maybe she'll look at it through the eyes of like her kid and her being a mom or mom. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I I mean, obviously, we know that she's had a baby boy. Dean, is that right? Dean, Michael Darby. Um, also, I always and I'm probably about to offend a shit ton of people. I always find it weird when dads name their sons after them like jimmy's always like if we had a boy i'd call it jimmy jr like as a joke but i just i don't know i feel like i don't know i just feel like it's a touch on his narcissism a little bit it 100 percent is i mean i have two boys and not once did my husband say like oh we should name them elijah jr like that was never even a conversation and i do not i'm not married to a narcissist that's all about himself I get like naming them after a grandfather or, you know, a favorite uncle or I don't know, but naming them after yourself just seems a little self-indulgent. Yeah, I I really think it is. And Michael has other kids. 
So it's not like this is his first kid. He has oh, grown he? kids. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh, he's got kids that, yeah. from another relationship. So so yeah, like there's a there like he's just a weird dude. Like I I I don't The thing is, we don't know what's wrong with him, but we know it's something and we can't quite put a finger on it. But either way, it makes us uncomfortable. And I think Ashley knows too. And I think mm. this is what I really want to like her, but I'm like I feel like you're living purposely with like one eye closed yeah I agree. like you don't want to touch into things and 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 it's I, I just feel like it's it's all going to come crashing down at some point right like you cannot live your life being willfully blind to something it's not good yeah and that's how I felt about this episode I just felt like it was the perfect like it's the perfect storm and I don't know when it's going to crash I don't know when it's going to fall down but there's just this such a foreboding sense of fuck up a re about it that I just yeah. can't help but think it's going to be a disaster. No, I agree. Um, we also saw the birth of another baby during this episode. We finally got to see the La Dame perfume from Karen. Wham, bam, thank you, La Dame. I've been waiting to do that all <laughs> fucking week. <laughs> you gave me the That's perfect brilliant. intro. We didn't even talk about it. No, we didn't. That was not planned at all. But um, she's like the queen of the drag out. Like... We've been hearing about this perfume. I feel like we they talked about it last season. Like it's just yeah, like it was. oh it my was gosh. Last season. Like I wasn't even really that excited to see it. It was like meh. I I'm know. Glad and it's also out. I loved the shape. I loved um Giselle in this episode. She was throwing some like serious shade. And she's like, what did she say? I think I wrote she's like, Thursdays is my old lady day. Yeah. I'm gonna wear it on Thursdays. Yeah, and those ladies like, did not then, like it. No, but, you know, the thing with Karen is that she's, I think she's old school. Like, I think there's so much pride there for her that she really struggles to, like, be open and honest about what's actually going on. And I feel like Giselle's probably right. I feel like this is not her fragrance. I feel like she is the face of it. These are investors. Um, And she's not fessing up because she feels that somehow it's not good enough or it makes her not good enough. And I get that. I think it comes from insecurity. It's old school bluster and kind of pride. Yeah. But we're like Giselle seeing through it, we see through it and it just makes her look a little foolish. And I just want to take her aside and go, it's still really fucking cool that you're the face of this perfume, even right. if you didn't build it and make it and own it. Yeah. Just, just be proud of something that you did. Like that's fine. Cause you're only I mean, gonna, we're all just trying to do our best. You're only going to get yourself into a whole bunch of trouble by lying yeah. about it. Anyway, the fragrance came out. The girls were like, Hmm, it smells like an old lady. So, you know, right, right. That wasn't great. Other than Monique. I feel like Monique really liked it, but I kind of question why Monique's on the show at all because we really haven't seen her. She's really heavily pregnant. Yeah, and also when you're really heavily pregnant, you your sense of smell changes, so maybe she doesn't really know what she smells. Right. So let's not take Monique's review right. of the perfume at face value. She doesn't know what she's doing. No, she's too no. riddled with hormones. I definitely won't. Yeah, but I definitely do question her place on the yeah. show this season because, I mean, this is the season finale, and it's just like, you didn't really do a lot. Like, you, you stirred up a little bit of shit, but it wasn't even major yeah. shit. No, I'm with you, and I, I she just seems a bit um, surplus to requirements, I think, this this season. And that makes me feel bad because I the last thing I want to do is, like, banish a pregnant woman <laughs> and say, you're no use. But it's not, I'm not saying that, but it's, 
she could have been, I feel like she could have been more invested in the season. And if she didn't want to be, then maybe why bother at all? The paycheck. Yeah, skip it or be a friend. <laughs> be a, a housewife, housewife friend. friend. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think we're going to, yeah, I think we talked about maybe doing a minisode for the for the reunions. Um, I think that would probably be a quite yeah, cool yeah. idea. So we'll probably do a minisode for the finale. The Let's do that. Next week. But, um, but I'm really excited to hear because obviously they've now had their babies and their parrots. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, who gets a baby and a parrot? That's what Monique did. She had, did you read the bit? Of, did you see that? I did. Yeah. And I hate birds. So for me, I'm like, that seems gross. Like you're already like, like you just trying deleted to, that. You hate them so much. You just deleted it from yeah. your memory. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't want a pooping bird flying around my house. when I'm trying to deal with a newborn. Like that, that sounds like Dante's Inferno shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking but, of Dante's Inferno, it feels like Dante's Inferno in my, in the room that I'm recording in right now. It's so freaking hot. Oh no. You're getting all red <sighs> in the face. Um, one well, thing I was going to say, it's like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's lucky you can't see me. And then I realized that I can, can. because in case you didn't know, we are Skype recording this for those with hearing impairments so that we can subtitle it and you guys can enjoy it just as much as everybody else. That's right. One other thing before we leave Potomac, Mm -hmm. shall we touch on Robin and Juan getting the ring tattoos? I mean, it's just a shit tattoo. It's the kiss of death. And it's a shit tattoo. It, yes, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It's also the kiss of death. Like, go and talk to Tamara from The Real Housewives of OC because, like, the year she got her ring tattoo I mean, was also, the year she got a divorce. Giselle's right. How committed is he? Like, he could have put a ring on it, but also it's not like they wrote each other's names. Do you know? Like, it was like, even if they divorced, they've just got a heart on their finger. Like, it was the biggest bag of bollocks I've ever seen in terms of an effort to commit. It was It was right up there with, like, Justin Bobby's level of commitment. Right, right, right. I think that's exactly what we're talking about. So, yeah. So, Juan, you need to do better. Also, not to like be an Ashley bashing session, but everybody knows when you're drinking water at an event, you're pregnant. Oh my God, like, I, you obviously didn't want to keep it yes. like that secret. I just wanted to punch her in the face. No, me too. When, especially when, as Robin says, I don't think I've ever been to an event where she didn't have a corona. Like, this is, this is the biggest white flag ever and she just needs to own right. it or just pretend i mean how often when we were pregnant did i just i used to like order a, i used to go in early if we were going to a bar and i would say to the barman look i'm pregnant but i don't want anybody to know so i'm going to order the drinks and when i order myself a gin and tonic i want you to just give me a soda so this is exactly what i wrote down everyone knows when you drink water at an event you mix in a motherfucking lime yeah. so that people think you're drinking either a vodka or a gin and tonic you throw in some fruit. Or you wear a fucking Not just sign a wine glass of water. that says, I'm pregnant. Ugh. Like, just massive eye rolls for me. I was so annoyed by that. I was just like, whatever. I feel you. Um, <laughs> well, let, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. Yes. Ashley, we're not loving yeah. that right now. Um, yeah. Not spy grade material hiding at shit. Let's jump from um, Potomac to France to Below Deck Med. Yeah. I love this show I, so oh God, hard. So much. It's hands down my favorite. I agree. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty solidly that the Housewife shows are some of my favorite house, like my favorite shows ever made. But the minute I got into Below Deck Med, I was like, this show has, has so much. 
It's these gorgeous backgrounds. It's the drama with the guests. Yeah. It's the drama below deck. It's the relationships between everyone. Like, where? why have I not been in the show so much sooner? And it's a focus on the real people. Like, I love the real housewives, but they're just, you know, they're, they're not really of our earth. No. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of celestial beings up there with these sort of massive right. mansions and things, which is fun, but it's just such... It's such a relief to be watching something where it's the normal people that make us laugh, that have our yeah. insecurities, that we can really relate to in a way that you just can't. And it's not that I, right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not saying I don't love The Real Housewives, I do, but there's just something so refreshing about Below Deck. And the and the rich people, the charter yeah. guests, are just so in the background. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. I have a question, though, about how they work this out. So okay. do you think the charter... Do you think the charter guests like get the gig for free or do you think that they get a discount or do you think that they get paid to go? Like, how does it work when they're booking their trip? Do they go, by the way, I know you're just like looking for some luxury yacht experience, but how about we film the whole thing? I actually wonder if the producers find the guests because, you know, as you watch multiple seasons, you'll see the guests return. Like you'll see like some more of the controversial guests. They come back and they're back on the show. I don't know, like maybe they do get like the yacht for free, but they have to leave the tip at the end. Um, And obviously like consent to filming, but I don't really know. I think it's a production, like I think guests are chosen, but I don't know. Yeah. If anybody works for Bravo. I think maybe it must be that. Yeah. If anyone works for Bravo and wants to clarify this for us, send us an email at hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com because like I'm genuinely interested in like how the whole thing yeah. actually works. Yeah, I wonder if Bravo just hire the yacht for the season and then just fill it with the people that they want to fill it with and they have to leave the t- I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they hired this boat again though because of like all the issues with like the cooking burners and things like that. And the, just- the anchors are, all, are too small or Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it is. Whoever's owning Sirocco needs to do a little bit of upkeep on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs a re a refin like a refinish. Um. So, Kurt. Oh, this episode. Travis, not Curtis. Oh, shut up! I've written Curtis <laughs> all the way through my notes. Are you joking? We literally it's had this Travis, conversation last week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I told you last week. I told you last week that this was now going to be an issue. And that there was no way in the world I was ever going to remember this guy's name because I was always going to second guess myself. And I cannot believe he's not called Curtis. Right. No, he's Travis. Travis. So this was a really, really amazing episode for me because I loved, um, I I felt like for the first quarter, Captain Sandy was like on the warpath. And I felt like she was going to bust his balls and that she was going to say, enough's enough. You are off the boat if this continues. And then when it came to it and she opened up in that way, I, I know that old salty sea dog, man, she, and you know what I loved about it is that she didn't do that for television. She did that no. because that guy, that was exactly what Curtis Travis needed to hear at the time. And yeah. And I don't honestly It's a very think, real moment. Yeah, and I don't think that if... if oh, fuck. Travis. Travis. Yes. I'm going to call him Curtis Travis. Um, That's fine. I think if he... If this situation hadn't come up, I don't think Sandy would ever have disclosed that to us on television. No. So 
weird sidebar, like I listen to Radio Andy in the morning after I've dropped my kids off at school and they've got a show called like Behind Watch What Happens Live. So like the production crew talks about it. What's Radio Andy? Uh, So Andy Cohen has a channel on Sirius Radio, the the satellite radio Uh here in the U.S. It's called Radio Andy. So like there's a couple shows that he does and then there's like loads of other amazing radio shows. Um, so there's one where the producers of what watch what happens live kind of recap the, the show in the evening. And they were talking about this exact same thing that like, they had no idea that Sandy was like a recovering alcoholic. Like it's never come up on other shows. Oh, even they never didn't really talked about it. No. So like, it was this just real heartfelt touching moment between her and Travis where she could really identify with what he was feeling and what he was doing and give him some like real advice. Like I loved this episode because of that. Yeah. Like, me she's too. just amazing. And I think as well, it was, it was just really touching because it, it almost was like, it just happened to be on camera, but she just said, right. I was saved by somebody saying the same thing to me 29 yeah. years ago. I think it was however long ago it was. She said, so, you know, this, it was almost like this was my moment to give it back and it, it was on TV, but it might as well, it, it could have been at a right. time. Like this is a conversation yeah. I was always destined to have with somebody to help them. And I hope that um, Curtis Travis takes it on because <laughs> um, we don't know, like yeah. I'm looking forward to the reunion on this a lot, but, um, but he does have a, pro- like he does have a problem and I I get it comes from sadness, but a lot there was a lot of defensiveness in this episode from Curtis oh Travis about the whole thing. Well, that and the amount that he's drinking, there is no way he's waking up sober, which I think is a safety risk. Like you're a deckhand, like you could easily yeah. die. Like they haven't had the smoothest of weather in these episodes. It's been really rocky, and it's like the amount that I see you drinking, there is no way you are sober in the morning. There's no yeah. way. No, it's not like you're getting like 10 hours of sleep in between these turns either. Like it's, you know, it's like a normal six hours of sleep or whatever. So I don't know. Like I I really hope he takes it on board. Well, he's very much like I've just come off the back of another season. I've been working really, really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't wait to get home to my friends who just know how to part. Like where he wants to get back to the place where his drinking is normal because everybody else isn't calling him out on it. And he's not. And I think he's starting to feel very isolated and very uncomfortable because people are putting him under the spotlight. They're saying this isn't okay. Um, Yeah. Well, and how can his drinking be normal? To him before. So this, this is kind of my thought about that. Like I, when I lived overseas and I would come home to like visit friends and family for a couple of weeks, like our drinking was not normal. Like we hadn't seen each other in like a year. So like we'd really do it up. And I feel like I'm sure that's the way it is for him when he's gone for five months out of the year, when he comes back, like he really parties with his friends. So my take on that was like, I think this is his normal drinking. Oh yeah. Like I think he's like, he's saying it's a lot, but I don't think it is. No, I think I think this is his normal drinking too, and I think um, I think he's still very. I don't think he's quite there ready. I think there was like a soundbite that said, "I'm just going to not drink for a bit." Well, I'm not going to give up completely, and it's I, right. he's. I think he's getting there, but you know, how often do we hear it's like admitting the problem is the hardest thing? And I think he's he's mm-hmm. not quite there, but maybe. He will do. And I hope he does because I do really like, like when he's sober, he's super sweet. He's cute. He's super lovely. He's always willing to help everybody. Great like, at his job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, and then the other deck hand, we've got Aisha and Jack. And if fuck me if this oh. isn't the best relationship on television. Oh my gosh, that poem that he wrote for her. I've got it. Oh, okay, go go for it. Now, it's, the one thing I will say is that Captain Sandy, when she read it out, kind of ruined it because you guys don't pronounce twat properly. You say twat. No, we don't. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to read it out as he would have intended it. So to okay, give him Britishize credit, it. To give him yes. credit it, it did rhyme, at least. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your head is fat. You have a nice twat. Your box is furry like a cat. You are lovely. Love, Jack. Oh, I mean, swoon. fizzy knickers <laughs> all around here. I think for as attractive as he is, I was really ready to write him off in the very beginning. Like, oh, he's just going to be a dick. He's going to try to get in everybody's pants and he's just going to be a jackass. And he probably will sleep with everybody on the boat. I love that he is like just this true blue sensey dude on the inside. And that poem is perfect yeah. for Aisha. Like, it's her sense of humor. It it just shows their connection. Like, I mean, I was looking on Instagram the other day. Like, they're still together. They're traveling around. Oh, and there's, like, all these pictures that. of them. And it just makes me so excited. I am excited. immediately going to Instagram as soon as we finish recording this podcast. I'm going to do some serious Insta-stalking yeah. because I just love them both. And he <laughs> is cute. And I think he's, yeah, like you say, he's just this kind of secret, sensitive little love nugget. And I just adore him. He's emo on the inside. And he's kind. And you know yeah, what? He That's is the super kind thing. dude. He's super yeah. kind. Yeah, which I was um, not expecting. I totally prejudged him. And I'm really yeah. pleased that I was wrong. And it's the same thing with Joao. Joao. Yeah, that's As fine. well. Like, last season, he was a dick. And yeah. I, like, certainly at the beginning, and, you know, the Jezebob thing where he would drink too much and and be obnoxious and yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that Andy called him out for that in the reunion and it's like what you just blame Jezza Bob for your, like when you're a dick when right. you drink like you can't just relinquish your responsibility no. but um he's really grown and on this season I think he's been ace and I really like him and and he's all that misogynistic stuff from last season just seems to have gone no, I even made a note that he's, like, really self-depreciating this season and, like, yeah. kind and, you know, willing to give other people chances. And, like, Colin got to drive the boat. And, like, he's just such a team player yeah. that seemed to have, like, cut out the misogyny in his life, which may- maybe Andy Cohen, like, made him see the light. I mean, he's yeah. the guru uh, of all. But talking about driving the boat, I just love how they're all, like, sent up one by one to drive the boat it's like it's my turn it's my turn it's like my kids when they want to ride yeah. the train it's like it's my turn it's my turn I just love it it just gives me I love and that Sandy like, lets them do it because that's a very rare thing like we don't see that on other shows I think she truly wants to like progress people in their career I just she has such a big heart I love her so much oh my god I love her I want her to be my mom um yeah yeah you wouldn't see Captain Lee handing over the deck uh, handing over the bridge would you no, especially with his, like, last few seasons of, like, crew. Oh, yeah, he's had a rough ride. But we'll talk about him when he comes back up. Um, yeah, so so jo- Joao is great. He's well back into my good books. Um, also, one of the guests, like, I have to just bring up a comment that one of the guests at the Charter Guest said. Um, when they were getting seasick, which always makes me laugh. Like, I love it when they get seasick. I just find that hilarious. Mm-hmm. He suggested that they put like a seasick patch on his taint. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Is that the bit between the bum and the balls? Yeah, that's what we call it over here. Oh, that is the word for it in America. There's a few over yeah, here. We can call the it the word. bunch or the gooch. Yeah. Um, or all of or them the work. bit between the bum and the balls. The bit we never really know yeah. what to do with. It's like that bit between Christmas and New Year. We yeah. call that the Christmas bunch. You never right. really know what to do with that either. Um, no, but what I would really time. love to do, and I was like, I was thinking about this. Um, I think we should start like a drinking game with Below Deck Med, where every time they describe food in a ridiculous way, you have to take a drink. So like they served a salad that had new potato, like just regular boiled potatoes in it. And she was like, with fingerling potatoes. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's not a thing. Well, it is here. So what's a fingerling potato? It, it, there? it is a type of potato. They're not new potatoes. They're like a different breed of potato. Oh, these ones just look like I don't know what the I don't know what the UK equivalent is, but they are different than new potatoes. Okay, though equally like they they are so it's a thing. Like a Maris However, Piper. it's ridiculous. But not a Maris Piper. Probably. See, we don't have the we don't have those here. So it's just like a different name for those tiny potatoes, like a Charlotte potato. I'm just going to keep saying names yeah. of potatoes at you now. Right, until, right. The Prince Harry potato. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But even so, I do think they come up with, like, they really dress yeah. up what is essentially, like, tomato pasta. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. I mean, it's a five-star boat. Uh, but any funny any funny descriptions of food, I think we should definitely give a quick, uh, have a quick swig for. Yeah. Depending on what time you're watching, yeah. obviously, probably don't, you know. Right. Please don't do it in the morning while you're making your kids sandwiches. Don't do that. Um, All right. Cool. So we're going to, we, I mean, I feel like we should, before we move on, we should move on. But before we do, I would just like to reiterate that I'd quite like to marry Ben, Chef Ben, before we move on. I feel like that needs reiterating every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's the marrying type. I think he's the type that you would just have an amazing weekend with. You'd eat delicious food and have a great weekend. I think... I think he is, but I think he's going to find the, like, he's going to find the one girl and he'll fall hard and that's it for life. It's going to be the Asia and Jack situation. He needs to find his Asia yes, in the world. Exactly. Um, okay. So if we move on, we're going to Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. Now you have to kind of guide me through this a little bit because I've lost, <clears throat> excuse me, All right. I've lost my notes. So it, it's it's the Emily and Sh- like Shane thing again. Oh. and. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really bored. Like, I'm bored of him being a complete dickhead to her. Like, I'm bored of watching her take it, but kind of not. Like, I, I, I don't know. However, what I thought was brilliant was when she was talking about, like, so the scene, like, the show opens with her throwing this birthday party for her six-year-old. Oh, yeah. And she talks about the competitive, like, party throwing. Yeah. Which... Probably happens there. It doesn't really happen in Denver, at least like in my circle of friends, or I just don't participate in it. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, fuck that. But Who's it's got a brilliant like unicorn. No, it's a brilliant like unicorn birthday party, and she's handled it at all, and it looks amazing. But like, oh, her husband's just a dick. He's. I, I mean, I don't think he's ever been it's not like this is a relationship that was great and we've seen go downhill like this relationship right from the right. outset from the moment she landed on the cast has always been just wrong and you know I don't want to cast aspersions but he feel I feel like he's hot like I just feel like he's not being true he's not being honest he's either having an affair no. or he's gay or there's something there that I'm just that there's something See, that he's not telling her 
part of me wonders, and I mean, this, I, I don't know who he is in real life, obviously, but part of me wonders if he's just create, like he does not want to share anything on TV. So he's just being offensive. Like his answer is just be really sarcastic. I don't care how I come across, but like they won't get to know the real me. Well then, stop being the so childish. Him. I don't like, know. Do you know? I mean, I know yeah. what you mean. I mean, that's that's who he is, right? But it's like I, I find him very. Childish. It's like all of these people. It's like Dorothy, and it's like uh, Deandra's mom. It, I'm like, you can't even fake it. You can't even tone it down for the cameras. Yeah, like yeah. why like, would come you be on. so like, You've agreed being to be so on this. Outwardly unkind. Yeah, and and mean to your wife. Mean. Like we all see, it hurts her. Yeah. It's painful to watch, actually. Like, you know, yeah. it is. It's it's painful to watch, and he is awful. And I really hope she fucking leaves him. ASAP. Yeah, me too. Although I've so I've been trying to do some Insta stalking on this, and I feel like she has left him. Really? Well, Ooh, she's doing this like that. huge fitness, gonna lose weight reinvention thing, and it smacks a little bit of. I've just left my husband. Revenge body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, that's exactly what it is, but. Yeah, I've Googled it. I can't get a definitive answer, but I'd bet both my, mm, I'd bet Anne Overy that I think she's left him or, or yeah, somehow yeah. they've separated. However that happened. Right. What I found super interesting about this episode is we now see Tamara's kiddo Spencer because so now he's 18. He has the say over whether or not he's oh, on the yes. show because part of her divorce thing was that he did like Simon didn't want the kids on the show he anymore. Refused. So they stopped showing them. Um, but Spencer is now on the show because he's graduated and he's going to college and he's working at Starbucks, which is like that's my what, lifeline. I was about to say that's, that's what I did. the home of your people. It is. It is. Um, How long did so, you work at Starbucks for? Oh, like... All through, all through college. So I, I started when, I think it was 18. I just moved out of, yeah. So I think I started at 18 and worked until like, I gra- like maybe a year before I graduated because I took another job kind of more in line with teaching um, the last year. But I worked there for a really long time. I can still tell you the drinks. Amazing. I still feel weirdly at home when I go in. I still have a friend who's actually worked there since she was 18. I know. I, and she's we, now in her 40s. I she know. can actually retire from Starbucks. But she's got great fucking but, benefits. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So Spencer is now shown on camera, which is really cool. And he's having issues with Tamara's older son, which I find just really Ryan. interesting. Because she had Ryan so young and like she really is very open about like I made bad choices and I wasn't it didn't give him the best structure like I wasn't she wasn't she's she wasn't equipped to be the best mom at that point so I feel like a lot of what she does for Ryan comes from that which we all know like that's old news but I I can't I love seeing her and Eddie together like I really think their relationship is really lovely. I think he's been really good for her from what we've seen of her past relationships. And um, I think he's good with her kids too. I think that's a really cool thing to see. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a match made in heaven. Um, I think, um, you know, I really like Spencer. I like his vibe. Yeah. Like, I love that he's, he's like, I've got the mind of a 45 year old. I was like, babe, I could right. have told you that. Like, I get like, yeah, yeah. you're like the most grown up one in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's like shocker klaxon. We don't need the shocker klaxon right now. Like this right, is, right. we were all on board with this, but he's so lovely. Um, yeah. and I'm a big fan of Eddie and Tamara. Um, I think Eddie makes Tamara a better person. 
essentially. Yeah. Actually. And then lo and behold, they're talking about going on a trip. So this is like the trip planning episode where they're going on like this wellness retreat to Arizona. And of course, they're going to invite Vicky. Because Vicky is just a friend this season and not a housewife. I know. And is that, do you know the background to that? Do we know that she chose that or? No, I I think, I think that was a a Bravo move. And I think, I feel like she's a little on like housewives probation. Like we're going to see how you handle this. And actually I think it's quite good for her. I think she's a little bit funnier now because she's less invested. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if we see Vicky back next season as like, the lady in the middle with the orange or maybe maybe she's done i mean i don't know like she's got a pretty thriving business outside of the real house yeah i mean stuff, she's so. kind of mad as a box of fucking frogs but she's accomplished you know like she's built a business and yeah like if she wasn't so mental i think i'd have like time for her as I, it, is, I would it would 100... terrify me to be in the room with vicky gumbel i would party the shit out of life with Vicky Gunnelson on like a holiday. 100% I would. I would whoop it up. However, I would not tell that bitch anything about my life. Uh, no, like, I would real. give her nothing. No. no. I would give her absolutely nothing. She is, you can, you, you cannot trust a word that comes out of her mouth. No, she is like the biggest perpetuator of all lies in the state of and California. And I can't decide whether she's like um, inherently manipulative and conniving or whether she's just so fucking stupid. She doesn't really get, she doesn't really get it. The social, like whether she's just socially so, right. um, I'm trying to think of a word that's not really offensive. Uh, nope, I can't, but you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. Socially inept. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. She just can't figure it out. I think she knows what she's doing. I don't think Vicky is an idiot. I think she knows exactly what she's doing. I think... I think it's almost like, you know how like the last season where like Bronwyn was like, sometimes I just, you know, I do lie and like I try to like make people happy. I feel like that's kind of Vicky, like whoever she's yeah. around, she's going to tell people about uh, like other yeah. things to like make herself seem important and like vital to the conversation, even though it's all bullshit and it's a bunch yeah, of lies. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, so we'll see, I guess, because c- those trips are never as peaceful and wellness and mindful as no. they should be. So, um, so I don't think all. it's going to be yoga and tea as much as ripping each other's eyes out, but let's see what happens next week. Um, yeah. I'm kind of secretly hoping they invite Dr. Deb because the girls had dinner with Dr. Deb in this episode. And I wrote down, she looks like Betsy Johnson, yeah, 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 like yeah, Kelly's a hundred percent correct. She loves younger men and not giving yeah. a fuck. She's kind of my idol. I love her too. Although, again, there's some weird, like, mother-daughter shit going on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot to unpack there. Like, I think, again, like, she had a kid when she probably wasn't making the best decisions or even knew who she was. Um, And we definitely see a lot of that play out between her and Bronwyn. But I think just taking her as, like, her, like, I think she's 80. Like, her 80-year-old self, she looks amazing for 80. And is just so full of life. Like, that's exciting to me. Like, I yeah. like that she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I agree. I think she, and she's, you know, it's a breath of fresh air into that group as well. Totally. Um, is there anything else on the OC that, we're, that we haven't talked about? I mean, no. I feel like we could talk about Gina. Um, she, but actually, I don't think this episode was that much about that. I think there'll probably be more about that stuff coming up. Obviously, she nearly got Yeah, I think we'll kind of find out what what's going on there. Um, I did hear on like a some Real Housewives of the OC chat that Vicky is suing, um, what's his name? 
the dude that she dated that lied about having cancer. She's suing him for like um, 300 grand. Brooke. Brooks. 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 Brooks, yes. So there's a lawsuit against him for like 300 grand from Vicky. Like, girl, you are never getting that money. Like, what are you doing? He's broke. Like, he paid for his teeth. Like, he, (sighs) dude, he's not got any money. No. I mean, unless you paid for his cancer, in quote, treatments, (laughs) then um, (laughs) I don't know if she has any hope of getting that money back. If I was Vicky, I would just be wanting Brooks as fucking far away from me. Like, put that shit in the past. If it only costs you 300 grand to get that man out of your life, money well spent, move on. Yeah. And also, babe, you don't need the 300 grand. No. All right. So that brings us to the Real Housewives of Dallas. Well, we were going to just dip in to Million Dollar Listing New York, but frankly, we had a chat before and we were like, oh, we just find it. We're just, uh, just a bit of a bore at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we, we can go ahead and talk about it if you want. Um, I think, I, I feel like because the market's down, the real estate aspect of the show is not that exciting. But also, everybody's just having babies. So, like, they're not really doing a lot either. Yeah, and also, replacing, you can't replace Luis with Steve. Like, I love Steve and he's pretty, and but he is fucking dull as, it's like watching paint dry. And I just... Yeah, I totally I agree. Ju- I, I, I mean, he needs to go and this, I don't, anyway, it is what it is. There's nothing really yeah. we can talk about. We can, we can do a little cheerlead for team Sirhan. Again, we love Ryan. He's great. Um, I, and Tyler, I think is, is going to be good, but I think so. I just need it. I, we need a bit more from million dollar yeah. listing right now. The only thing, like my whole takeaway from Million Dollar Listing this week were those amazing Greek superstitions that Amelia's mom and her have about her being pregnant. I was like, oh my God, I love them. I love that Ryan asked his mother-in-law to live with him for a year. I know, I wrote that down too. And then I was like, "And you just know, like everybody needs to be married to a Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Because he's going to do every one of those things. He adores Amelia. Yeah. He adores her. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they fight and I'm sure they hate each other, but fuck, it's great to watch. And Um, whatever's in the water, whatever's in the water in New York has made them all have girls. Like, this is all out there. Like, they've all had girls. So, like, Steve has a girl named Rose. Amelia and Ryan have Xena, who's a girl. And Luis has a girl, but I went to his Instagram page and it's been completely wiped. So there's, like, nothing about... (gasps) Breaking or anything else. It is a blank page with no posts. Oh, I hope he's okay because he's not, but that makes me worried. Yeah, yeah. So his social media has been wiped. His Twitter says nothing. We know he's had mental health issues. I really hope he's okay. Yeah, he wasn't on this episode, so I hope everything's okay. But it's weird, and it was weird that he wasn't because last week the trailer did have him on it. So I really hope that everything is okay. Um, Okay, let's move on to Dallas. The Real Housewives of Dallas. I love this. Um, I think, I feel like I need a sound effect. And I need it to be like a klaxon. And I'm going to call it my shocker klaxon. Because the moment Leanne decided not to accept Deandra's apology, I was like, Oh, didn't see that coming. I mean, for the love of God, Leanne is so addicted to drama. It is 
It's painful. So I had another like take on that where because so they they have the lunch today where she does like accept like she does accept the apology. But she said something new this time. And I thought it was really interesting. So it was just between the two of them. And she was like, I just need you to apologize for saying that about Rich. Like you said you were kind of sorry for everything, but I need you to tell me it's not true. And then like they did a cutaway to like the confession where she's like, well, I don't know if it's not true or not. But I shouldn't have yeah. said that. And and I think I think Leanne was just, I don't know. I think Leanne struggles with being vulnerable and really knowing what she wants from Deandra. Yeah. And I think maybe at that lunch they got it. Now, maybe the rest of the season is going to smack me in the face and say I'm totally wrong. But um, I think we see steps of their relationship moving forward with Deandra's birthday. I mean, I would love to believe you. I, 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 I just don't think... I mean, I think Leanne plays up to the camera. I think there's a lot of this for the show. Oh, yeah. So I think that she knows she's got to bring the drama. That's where her job, that's her job. Right. You know, she doesn't do it. She doesn't get a slot next yeah. season. So I, I'd be surprised if this if this led to like a reconciliation that really meant something. This is like the tip of the iceberg. Right. But in terms of the Deandra thing, I feel for her a little bit because as far as she, she seems 100% he had an affair. She's like, I know right. he had an affair. She shouldn't have brought it up like she did. If that's the case, like, and I think no. she's apologized right. for that. And I think she's struggling to say what Leanne wants her to say, which is right. he didn't right. have an affair. I shouldn't have said that because her truth is like, yeah, she yeah. really, she's like, I know he did. So I can't say that. Um, to be right, fair, right. if I was sat across the table from Leanne and she was staring at me, I would literally say anything she wanted me to say because she scares me. And when she is sat across the table from Brandy, I feel like that's how Brandy feels. She, like, Brandy just looks terrified when she's around Leanne. Oh, I just think that's their drunk face. I just assume they're both drunk. Yeah. Like, I I kind of buy the Brandy-Leanne relationship because I think something, like, they talk about how they went to a mutual friend's Baby, baby show and they don't speak about the friend it was off the show and that they actually had a really good time together and sometimes you just need to put that shit aside and so I think the Brandy Leanne makeup is actually pretty real I think that's her drunk face yeah but I, mean, I could Brandy's be drunk face is something special I do love that <laughs> um, she's it, amazing it's like her brain says to her face okay you need to move like smile but it takes like like there's a real delay in that. It's it's honestly my favorite thing. It's like it's all in slow yeah, motion yeah, yeah. when she's drunk. It's brilliant. Right, right. Um, I think for me, Leanne just terrifies me. Like I've had friends who just love the drama, attract the drama, like do right. the victim thing. And I just want to, I, I think that no on a personal level, I just repel from her because I can't bear it. So right. maybe that's why I'm pretty anti-Leanne. Maybe we're seeing. I kind of like her. I I I like Leanne. Like she definitely brings the drama. She is a reality TV personality. Like you have to do that. You have to continually make yourself relevant. But there's. I don't know. I I don't know why I like her. Maybe it's a Texas connection. I don't know. Um, but there's just something about her that I like. I like the Carney within. Yeah. The I don't know. Yeah. No. I think I'd get along with her. But I, I probably wouldn't be her best friend. Like, she, I, she's not best friend material for me. She'd be, like, a fun, let's go throw some axes she and better do not some be shots best friend. friend. I mean, I'm sat right no. here. That position um, is taken. So, yeah, and then we had, and then I'm really, I'm really into the new Carrie. Love her. Me too. Carrie with a K, because the old Carrie had a C. So this is Carrie with a K. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I think she's feisty. I think she's open. I, she's super like dead on about like the marriage narrative. Like, I think this is something we see all across the board. Like everybody's being a lot more open. Like marriage is tough. Like you do, you know, you do struggle. Um, I like that, that like she's got a very real narrative about her marriage and like the first time it didn't work out and like, you know, who knows about this time, but you know, I love their fight about like, can we just wait for the appetizers as such an American service thing? Like it, I just felt it in my soul. I like, think from us, do it was like people. from the UK. That was I like. I didn't get it. I was, it's I weird. Like, like we just don't you just order your appetizers and then your mains and then don't you just order yeah. all at the same time? Like, I, but I mean, it Here was they amusing. Want it, all at the same time. It, it was like a little yeah, insight yeah, yeah. into into that dynamic, which I really liked. And then that house that right. they have, which were oh, like that, just looks that's right phenomenal. Because it's another trip planning episode. So, I mean, everybody's watched The Real Housewives. They're always going to do a trip. Um, This year, like, the big play-up was, like, Deandra couldn't afford to do her trip for her 50th. So Carrie is going to invite all the girls down to Caresis. Yeah. In Mexico. um, To her house. So that is going to be the trip that we see out of them. And, uh... Yeah. And we'll see. And talking of Deandra's birthday, the fact that she... Like, can we just talk about the biggest anticlimax ever? Like, I want everybody to roast me. The roast, me. in quotes. And, and like, yeah. the one who did it the best, Brandy, like, we just heard the tiniest bit of it. I was like, come on, show us. Like, this isn't a roast. And then Leanne's going, that's not a roast. That's not a roast. That's not right? a roast. And then she gets <laughs> up and goes, oh, I love you. I was like, I'm so yeah. bored of this, the worst roast in the world. The thing that I loved most about the roast was when they cut to Mama D's face. When Brandy does the roast, hard to sell, good riddance, they cut over to her face and it's like the look of death. Like she did not know the camera pointed to her. It was her real face and oh, she was pissed. Yeah, I loved that. And I love Brandy for doing it as well. And you know what I love about Brandy? Yeah. I think she's really fucking talented. Like, I yeah, think she's, she's super a great funny. performer. She's super funny. Yeah. She's got wicked comic timing. Like, if she wasn't a real housewife, she should be, like, some badass stand-up She'd comedian. be doing something else. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. born to perform, and I love her vibe. She's great. Yeah. What I want to see is I want Cameron to remove the stick out of her ass and actually have a good time at something. She seems so oh, yeah, I, uncomfortable uh, with fun. I, I don't know. Like, I don't really connect to her at all. She's kind of the only one. Like, I think the other Dallas ladies are, like, up for a good time. I enjoy them. I love Stephanie. Like, I think, I yeah. don't know. I think Cameron is actually, like, an artificial intelligence experiment. Like, I, I believe that if you peeled her skin back, there would be an android. Um, like, <laughs> and not, and let's, and, and they left out, like, they left out the intelligence chip in that because that girl is not smart. And, and I just, I can't believe, I mean, I know why she's on the show, obviously, because she's kind of hilarious, like unwittingly. But um, also, she, is it just me? She looks a lot like Nicole Kidman. She does. She's not, because obviously she's not Australian. She, you know, yeah. I think she's from California originally. But um, yeah, I just, I, 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 I don't dig her vibe. Like, yeah. I think it's all like, for me, especially this season, like, I don't see a lot of personality in her right now. We're, we're newly in, like, this is only the second episode, but like, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I just feel Someone as well. Someone forgot she the just, personality chip. She just sets the whole, like, 
feminine, like she just sets women back like so far with yes. her whole approach to everything. Yeah, it just and her kids are like, "What's a commercial flight?" I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah. off, all of you. Like it's just gross." And she loves it, and she's very into like maintaining that kind of old family uh, traditional yeah. Southern thing. And I just think, babe, you know, and I get all. Well, it's so crazy. Because she married into it. It's not like yeah. this. I mean, I think maybe the her worst, family. Though. They're the worst ones. Is big. But like she married into a Dallas family. And I feel like she always behaves the way she thinks she should behave. And that's all we're going to see. And she is dead behind the eyes. I swear on my life. 100%. She's a robot. 100%. Look at yeah, my pink dog food. I mean, occasionally. She, I, no. I love it when she comes out with like the wrong word or she just says something so stupid like that's what she's there for and i'm fine with that but other than that i I need a little more from my housewives though i need i need like i just need something she hasn't hooked me in yet maybe maybe she'll change my mind when they all go to mexico maybe she'll relax a little bit but um yeah yeah not not a fan no me neither um okay so that let's just be clear have we definitely done everything? We haven't missed a, a show. We have done all the shows. However, the season premiere of oh, Keeping Up yeah. with the Kardashians came out this Sunday. I watched it. Kat did not. So we'll add that to the lineup next week. We'll do yeah, a two we'll, episode we'll, KUK. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll catch up on both of those and make sure that we do that next week. Um and then we'll just see how million dollar listing New York goes. Like I think we'll still touch on it, but unless there's something Yeah. Unless something Life happens. Shatterings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we probably won't. Yeah. Um, but also, just while I'm here, I want you to know that um, because I'm a mum of two and, like, I have a business and, and lots of stuff going right. on, um, my memory is at capacity. It's like on Instagram stories when you're adding a highlight and you go past right. 100 highlights and it's like, we have to ditch a previous photo for you to add this. Is this okay? That's like my memory right now. If I put any new memories right. in, I have to get rid of something. Something goes. So I have got here laminated little things. You can see. So it's like, I can't remember Those the names of the characters when I'm on the spot. Amazing. Uh-huh. So I have the Real Housewives of Dallas with all the characters listed on there. How good is that? They are... For all of you, I mean, those of you who are watching the video, you can see what she's holding up right now. Um, they they are laminated. They are on white mm-hmm. cardstock. They are beautifully mm-hmm. done, and you need to mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of them. I'm going to post it to our socials so that you know. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I genuinely can't remember. Well, we have seen it's hard. Like, Curtis Travis chat is strong, but he shall forever now be known as Curtis Travis. And I swear Travis, on my life right now, name. if you asked me which one was the right name, I could not tell you. <laughs> I swear on my life, I couldn't. I wouldn't want to bet on it. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I love it. Um, okay, so yeah, we're going to add in uh, Keeping Up With The Kardashians um, next week. And if you want to continue the conversation, then anything that you find, any gossip, any images, anything that you think we might like about any of the shows that we're talking about, please, please feel free to post them on our Facebook page, which is TV My Husband Hates. Um, we are also on Instagram at TV My Husband Hates, but on Twitter, we are TV Husbands Hate because they wouldn't let us have the full shebang. 
Yep, that's right. And also on YouTube at TV My Husband Hates, you can see the videos of us doing the podcast. Um, so those will be up as well. Oh, and the other But definitely continue the conversation. We have a closed group attached to our page. So if you don't want people to know how much you obsess over all things reality TV, join the group share the chat because there's nothing more than I love than going into the rabbit hole of the internet about what's actually going on with people. And if you guys want to do that research, I'm a hundred percent on board. Yeah, fine. I mean, you take that off our plate. We are totally okay with that. Um, but we did have a chat about talking about like the, um, well, we've got some little segments that we're going to be putting up, but, um, we talked about doing a thing like what we learned from reality TV this week. Um, and, I've kind of put myself on the spot there because I've only just remembered it. So I haven't actually done it. But Go ahead. I mean, is there anything off the top of your head that you could say right now, Reagan, that you're like, this is what I learned? You know what? Actually, watching Shannon on The Real Housewives this season, I feel like we're watching a whole different person. And I have learned, like, you don't always have to be stuck. It doesn't matter what age you are. You can you can change. And yeah. you can take a look at yourself and relate to people in different ways. And I think that's the life lesson I'm taking away from the housewives um, this week. I have learned that I'm really glad that my mom isn't crazy wealthy and wielding her power over me. I just think that we can sit here and wish and go, go, I wish my parents had money for this. I wish they had money for this. I wish we could have gone away. I wish we could have done all this. Fuck me. If the trade-off is that your mom is then a jealous bitch who takes every opportunity to put you down, then I'm okay with the fact that, you know, we went to Whitby on holiday, that we didn't have all the money. I think I'm, I'm learning this week has made me be grateful that I had a pretty normal upbringing. Yeah, I mean, even just to add on that, because I think you're 100% correct, looking at, like, Brandy's kids on The Real Housewives of Dallas and, like, the struggles, the struggle is real with kids just in general. But, yeah, I'm I'm glad that my, I'm glad that social media did not exist when I was growing up. I'm glad that I won't have these forever memories in the public domain. I'm glad I'm poor. Yeah. (laughs) Please, sir, can I have some more? I know. Um, okay, so on that note, on that note, I'm excited. The Kardashians are back. I'm um, excited to see you again next week, Reagan. Yay! I love that this podcast makes this chat for over an hour once a week. It's, I know it's my new therapy. I know. I love it. Um, okay. Well, listen. Thank you so much for listening. Please, as ever, any if you can subscribe and download and review, that helps us hugely um, with the podcast. So please, please, please subscribe, review and download and um, we'd be super grateful. But other than that, until next week, have a great time and enjoy all your TV watching. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates is by Jimmy Sims. Yeah.